Welcome to A Street in Lockdown. This podcast is an insight into the lives of people who live in and around one road and how the COVID-19 outbreak has affected them. I'm Jane Vickers and live in West Hove on the UK's south coast. Though neighbours, I'd never met most of the people taking part and because of the rules around social distancing, all the conversations you'll hear were virtual. I hope it's not too long until we can meet face to face. But in the meantime, this is a street in lockdown. Well, my name is Jessica Valentine. I'm a a psychologist in Brighton and in London. Um, I am a single parent. I have three kids. And um, during this lockdown, um, I have been working. It sounds like you, you, you've continued to work then throughout all of this. H- has thing, have things changed for you at all since lockdown? I mean, of course they will have done because they've changed for everyone. But describe how things have changed for you since lockdown. So things have changed for me during this lockdown because for, really it's the heightened anxiety. It's the fact that I have to go to work. I love what I do, um, but it's... The, it's this sort of feeling of having to do it and then also feeling judged by doing it so like you know if I wear my lanyard out in public it's almost like people look at me and then cross the other street or cross over to the other side of the street and so I feel like not necessarily judged but like I'm like I'm a carrier or like I'm high risk so I it's kind of kind of made me feel a little bit paranoid really that's really mm-hmm. interesting. but um dealing with the children um it's difficult because I'm worried about their worries and um you know everyone is really animate about continuing the learning which is fine however I guess because of who I am I'm more concerned about how they're dealing with it emotionally and I know that my eldest she I think went through a period where she thought her dad had it and um, she didn't sleep and so that's a bit concerning you know I I just want to go back before we go on to Mm. your domestic situation I just want to go back to what you said about people crossing the street because it's really interesting this okay I thought you know before you finished your sentence I thought you were going to say people were coming up to you Mm. and saying how grateful they were for the work that you did Mm -hmm. and then you said that people were going across the street and I just hadn't thought of that perspective because when I no, I mean the only person that has been really kind is my postman but the postman every time I've I've got a regular one here where I live but by the seafront he says look after yourself and well done and I say it to him well thank you for delivering my post you know what I mean (laughs) still but um you know because he's doing it as well and it's like you know when you see everything on the media no one talks anything about the mental health I mean I'm sure there are some people but I haven't seen it it's just really NHS well you know the NHS is just it's it's a it's a a house and there are lots of people in that house the nhs so you know psychologists um nurses obviously nurses and doctors cheap you know medical doctors but there are other doctors that work so are you for saying the NHS that there too. hasn't been that you feel that there hasn't been the recognition that you would have expected for for, for people supporting yeah, I, that's what those I think. who have mental health challenges mm. and issues yeah okay that's mm-hmm. interesting yeah because, you know, you see all this on Facebook, like, oh, this is going to be really difficult for people that suffer with mental health staying in. Um, but you don't see anyone really supporting it or acknowledging it. Like, mm. what can you do? 
what, what can I do if I have mental health issues and I'm stuck at home? Some people want to be stuck at home. Some people, their mental health issues have gone away because they don't have to go into society. You know, you've got that side of things. But, but also, I don't know. I feel like with this pandemic, it's like no one really knows what to do. Where's the support? All we know is we need to stay at home. You know, even even when I've I've spoken to doctors in London, and I think their their heightened anxiety is because they don't even know. They're scientists, right? So they want to know how it happened, why it happened, but no one knows. So everyone has this yeah. fear of unknown. And as I mean, you're a psychologist, so that would be quite interesting to get your take on this. What mm-hmm. is it about the unknown that us humans don't like very much? Well. It's like if if we know something, then we feel safe. It's like a it's like a survival, you know. And so when we don't know something, many people they have anxiety, and anxiety can be helpful or unhelpful. Anxiety is sort of like the human being's intuition. It can say danger, danger, or um, you know, or protect you in a, in a weird situation. If you're in tune, with, if you're in tune with your intuition, but sometimes when we have anxiety, we sort of label it as a bad thing. But um, anxiety, basically, anxiety is um, a way we protect ourselves, too, sometimes. Sounds really weird. No, I get but, um, so, yeah, so, we, yeah, so, like, we're all anxious. I don't want to generalize, but many of us are anxious because of this stuff. And we don't know what to do with it. And that's the fear of unknown. We don't know what to do, which then increases the anxiety. There's no plan. And human beings can be quite habitual and, and ritualistic um, and, and, you know, like one of my friends, she's an acupuncture. She'll say, um, routine is very good for the psyche. So if we don't have that, um, routine or, or know what we're doing, then we're, we're like basically rats running around in a cage, panicking yeah. some people. This is why I felt re- a lot of stress because everyone is stressed out, but I have to remain calm, not only as a mom being at home, but at work. I can't go into work and panic. I'm, you know, I'm trying to help people. Just like when you see the nurses and the GPs there, or, or, you know, the medical doctors in the hospitals, they're, you know, probably super stressed out because they have to suppress all this anxiety and worry. It's interesting because when you were saying that, I was also thinking about how I've had a number of conversations mm-hmm. with people who've been saying to me, well, there's nothing I can do about it. So why am I, why should I worry? I've just got to wait to see what happens. That's great. They're they, okay. yeah, they're optimistic. Yeah, no, that's what is I'm that what you think? Almost or? like there are some who are desperate to to plan, I guess, and desperate to know. Um, mm. But I guess there will be others who mm-hmm. are resigned to the unknown. And I guess if you're resigned to the unknown, then maybe your coping mechanisms for all of this are a little bit more robust than people. Maybe, maybe that maybe there are going to be more resilient people than others, but also this is the mindfulness mm-hmm. and meditation is really good because you're living in the moment and, and you, it's, it's sort of letting go mm-hmm. of the fear of the unknown. And that's, that's why, you know, like just focus on what we're doing today and let's not worry about the future. So like what they what we, what I like to say and, and tell my clients or patients that it, when we worry about the future, that's when we have anxiety. When we worry about the past, that's when we have more depression. So we need to just uh, find some, find a way we could just sort of yeah. meet in the middle with those two. Um, but it's, you know, globally, we don't know. So, and and also people are dying and getting sick and 
and it's dangerous and it's scary and we have children and some of us have to work and some of us are worried about money. It's, 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 it's a major yeah. significant thing uh, in yeah. this century. Do you feel that you're living in a moment of history? Yeah, totally. Like we're, we're going to be part of this and things will change. I would be really surprised if things did not change. You know, I've spoken to a lot of people who want to do online businesses and, and um, we're learning. And even my clients who are working from home now, they say we can do everything at home and I don't have to go to work and deal with all the stress, people that I don't like, long meetings. Um, I can spend more time with my family, you know, it's a better quality of life. So there are a lot of positive things that can come out of um, negative, you know, it's like, I, I love the what the Buddhists say, no mud, no lotus. Um, and, you know, it's just like all the bad. But, you know, think about all the past uh, Black Death or whatever they're comparing this this to. Uh, you know, new vaccines are made. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of good things that come out of bad things. Mm. What about the community here? Mm. We live on the kind of same street, same area. Mm. Um What's your sense in the air? Lots of people have talked about everyone pulling together, them being loving being in this part of the world and so grateful that they're by the sea and all that. What, what's your take? Well, I'm American, as you can tell. I, I think culturally it, it's not the sense of community that I am accustomed to. Um, so I think that I really find that, it's appreciated and appreciative that everyone's clapping at eight o'clock for the NHS or whatever. That's really powerful. Um, however, um, I know that where we live, um, people are looking out for the elderly, which is really fantastic and people that need help. So one thing, you know, the little uh, red piece of paper. Yeah. That says, please display this in your window. If you need help, someone will be in touch as soon as possible. Like what a great idea. Um, so with us, where we live, um, I would say we have a really good community. Um, we've got families and friends and um, neighbors who look out for each other. Well, mo- maybe not my, my maybe not my neighbors, but <laughs> but the neighbors across the street are really nice. <laughs> but um, but uh, but you know, I think we're all doing the best we can do. I we say hello. I tell you what, on my street. I have people are saying hello more. That's good. Mm. You know, so like, yeah, so that um, there's a house across the street. They get sun later in the day and they were sitting out on the front stoop, the patio or whatever. And um, I was like, oh, that's it's really nice to have a cocktail in the sun or a beer or whatever. And um, they were really friendly. And I would have never talked to them if, you know, like or they probably wouldn't have spoken to me either. So I think people are really letting go of a lot of stress. But um, I'm very lucky because I have work and I think some people are not so lucky because they don't have work. But with this furlong, that's that was really helpful. They get, they're getting 80% of their income. The government has been really helpful with universal credit. So I think, you know, living in England, it, that's really positive. Mm. I don't know what my life would be like if, well, I would be a teacher probably in or um, in America. So I would hope that they would look after their teachers. Mm. you know but um anyway we're, we're week six we're just coming to the end of week six aren't we in all mm-hmm. of this um mm-hmm. what's how how do you describe the, the phases that you've been through of, of dealing with all of this well in the beginning it's sort of like 
I, I can't believe it's really happening. But then, um, but you know, I think sometimes I could feel the, the, the anxiety in the air as I'm cycling to work. Um, and then um, I feel like more exhausted. So I, there are waves of every, like, like this past week, I've spoke to so many people. They're like, I'm so tired. I don't know why. And then sometimes people do get angry. Um, so like I took the kids out for a drive because the kids wouldn't leave. I'm like, come on, you guys, this is not healthy. Anyway, we went for ice cream, drove around two people in two different locations where we were driving were aggressive. So there are people are dealing with this in different ways. Um, I just see somebody running now, you know, so some people are running. Some people have never ran before have started running. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's great. We've got the time to do it. Um, but me personally, I would say I'm really steady, but I'm tired. Like I, I want to go dancing. I want to go meet my friends. I, I love my own company and my own time, but I'm, I'm also social. I'm both introverted and extroverted. Um, and some days I just get so desperate, but I'm loving the house party app. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's me, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay up too late and talk to everyone. And then that's great. Um, but I think I'm exhausted. So like when I work at the hospital Tuesdays and Wednesdays, um, I go to bed early and on Thursday, I, I literally don't plan anything. And that's really boring. I don't, I'm not usually like that. I'm usually full of energy. And so I know it's emotionally has taken a toll on, on, on everybody, probably, you know, yeah. many people. Well, mm. What about home? You mentioned your children and yeah. the sleep issue. How have, how have they been coping with it? And how, how, how have you been supporting well, them? I, I am a liberal mom, probably, but I'm also really laid back. And I, I kind of just go with it. But at first, I was really worried because they're just staying up so late. They're like, Mom, we don't have school. I'm like, I know. But if you're skipping sleep too much, it's not good for your mental health. And I did say that to my eldest. And I, I did worry, but I think the more you fight sometimes, the more they will rebel. So I just kind of had to play it cool, even though some days I would get really, really angry about it. But um, I think they're just, I think they're worried. I don't think they're actually talking about how worried they are. They don't, how, how, you, how, how are they going to express their worries? They won't go out. My kids are like, I, I, my younger two, they they don't really take after me this way. They will not break the rules. <laughs> My eldest <laughs> wants to break the rules. <laughs> so they're like, mom, mommy, you know, no, we will get sick if we go outside. I'm like, okay, what if I get you a mask? Will you go outside? And they're, and my middle one says no. And my youngest one says, maybe, what color is it? You know, like, but, um, <laughs> but I didn't get the masks, but I did say, okay, you don't have to get out of the car, but we're going for a drive. You know, you have to you know, come out of your room and off your phone, you know, it's not healthy. So I think that's, I'm sure many kids are doing that. Um, watching more TV, you know, which is fine. I'm not judging, do it. But it's just like, you know, they want to socialize some of them. They want to go outside and play. They, they don't want to feel, I just don't know. Has there been some things that you've done that you, during lockdown that have been really positive for you? Yeah, well, I've signed up for more online learning. Um, so I'm going to do that. And I'm doing it my Italian once a week. 
you know what? At first, with me, with my journey, I was like, I'm going to work because I'm, I'm worried about money because I'm the one that pays for everything here, which I'm very grateful that I can. But like, I need to work. I, I love working, but I need to. Um, but in the beginning, I was like, okay, I need to change this now. I'm just, it's too much. So Thursdays are my dedicated do nothing days. And, and that's really good. I teach my clients to do the same thing. Like we can't, we're not robots. Um, but in the beginning I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to work these two days and I'm going to be able to like take all these courses online. I, I don't have any time to do that because <laughs> the kids are here as well. So then yeah. you don't really have a lot of time to yourself. All I do is cook and clean when I come home from work and I'm exhausted. So, um, but I'm also mindful of that. So resting more, I think to answer your question, you learn how to look after yourself better. Mm-hmm. And what about your children? Are there some things you think they've learned from this? Um, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know my middle one misses her friends, but then she's like, I'm like, well, what does it feel like to be out of school? I think, well, yeah, she likes it. They don't, I mean, I think it's going to be difficult to get them back into school, really. Um, and I don't know what the girls think, actually. I think that, that we're all going to go through a period where it's process, we'll process it. Mm. There have been some people, that, some people have said that mm. they don't want it to end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have one client that I've been seeing and now since lockdown, she, she, she doesn't need to see me because she's like, you know what? I have already written my own routine out. I'm doing this at home. She she has social anxiety. Many people have social anxiety, um, including myself sometimes. And I really, and culturally as well, I think sometimes people can be quite um, awkward, you know, like we just don't know what to say. But but um, yeah, I mean, some people love it. How many people love their jobs? I mean, I do. You probably do enjoy many aspects of your job. But there are some people that, you know, for an example, my ex-husband, he was like, I want to I want to totally train and do something else. I'm like, do it. Do whatever makes you happy, you know? So I think I think there's going to be a huge shift in um work and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting, isn't it, how this bands. Yeah. It won't be a sudden thing. I think we'll look back in probably no. 10, 20 years time and think that was the moment, that was the turning point. Um, exactly. This is a significant time. Yeah. Mm. What was um? What's the first thing you're going to do when uh, things start to relax? Assuming that I'm, tomorrow I'm going to hot yoga. I need to go to my hot <laughs> yoga. <laughs> I miss it. I'm going to hot yoga. <laughs> oh really? What's so good about it? Oh my! I I get into a really meditative meditative state. Um, basically, it's it just it transforms your whole life. Um, physically, it make you know it's the best in terms of getting into shape. Um, and, um, mentally it's like therapy, um, without having to talk to anybody. Yeah. It's just for me, it's a very powerful tool. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I'm going to get, um, some beauty done. Then I'm going to get my, um, what does that mean? What do you mean by get some beauty done? We're going to, I'm going to get my toes done. I'm going to get, yeah. yeah. And, and the whole like nails, toes. Well, just my toes. I'm going to, um, you know, a little waxing. Maybe I'm going to get my roots done. Mm. Luigi's going to sort my hair out. and um, But also I'm going to go see my osteopath. I'm going to go to Tree of Life over on Portland Road where I love to go to just go <laughs> to, <Yeah. laughs> to heal. Because, yeah. you know, before I went into this lockdown, I was in such a great routine. I had really brilliant clients. 
um, in London. My business was going forward. And I've heard a lot of similar stories with other people. Um, and I was feeling physically good, mentally good. I was looking after myself. I was on a, you know, because it's important to do these things to look after yourself. And when you get to that point and then it's taken away, you're like, oh, man, I was just sorting my stuff out for the first time. And now, yeah. now I'm going to have to do it all over again. Yeah. What about you? What, what What's the first thing that you're going to do? Oh, God, that's a good question. Um, mm. I think I'd like to just go out for dinner. Yes, me too. I think I just would love someone else to cook. I mean, I'm, there's two of us here. We, we're sharing the cooking, but um, mm. I want to go out for to a restaurant. That's it. I want to totally. sit in a in a sociable atmosphere. I want to hear. I want to hear the hubbub of the voices yeah. of other people mm. out talking mm. about their lives. I want to hear human voices talking collectively. Mm. People that mm. I don't know. That's what I want. I want to hear the hum of a restaurant and the, yeah. the chinking of glasses. The busyness of human beings socializing. Mm. That's kind of what I want to do. That's that's a good. Uh, those are good sounds. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So that's kind of me. I- I think at the beginning of lockdown, it was totally Deliveroo central. And then I think because and then people sort of now got in the wave of cooking, I think a little bit more. I'm starting to enjoy my own cooking again. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing, Mm. isn't it? Yeah, totally. Well, look, I'm very grateful for your time. Is there anything else that you want to share about this whole experience? Um, No, not really. I just... um, I just hope that, you know, with all of the research that you're doing, that you put something fantastic together um, so that maybe, you know, we could learn and grow from this experience. Yeah. What are you hoping in for the next generation, given what we're experiencing now? What do you hope? I mean, I, I always go back to work. It's my thing, really. But um I think that the next generation will do things for themselves. You know, they won't go into offices or they're, they're going to, you know, I, 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 I don't really, I'm not saying I like it, but everything's going to be maybe more a little bit online. Mm. Um, and also people are going to start doing what they want to do and they're not going to uh, work a job just because, you know, they were told this is what you're going to be doing when you grow up kind of thing. So a more questioning generation, a generation yeah. that, just looks at the basic human desire of yeah, being happy. more curious yeah. yeah more curious more curious okay yeah uh, um and um also people living their authentic self or their authentic i don't know best life you know so like i'm going to live my best life and my friend my friend always laughs at me jessica's living her best life under lockdown <laughs> I am because I'm lucky I get to go to work. I can do my online business and that was my future anyway. I've already planned that before lockdown. So I was already doing that anyways. So, you know, it's freedom. People want freedom. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I'm looking forward to. And I think the next generation, I don't know. I think you're going to have to do another piece on that. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I'll invite yeah, you back. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, interview some kids. Yeah. I, in fact, I'd like to talk to some more young people. Um yeah. Well, you could talk to my girls. Yeah. How old are they? (laughs) They'll have uh, 10, 12, and 13. And they probably will all have different uh, perspectives. Yeah. You know, because I work with some young people. And some of the young people I work with have difficult times socializing when they're in school. So this has been really difficult for them because they don't have any social side of things. See, they're more neurodiverse. And um, some people will really be struggling with that. So I think... 
also reintegrating back into society that's going to be weird Mm. yeah i think we've we've got to transition haven't we we've got to to take a deep breath before then yeah jessica really really lovely to talk to you thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it take care of yourself Thanks for listening to A Street in Lockdown. For more stories, go to astreetinlockdown.co.uk.